And I will just share briefly um, a vision that the Lord showed me a few days before I got this prophecy. I think this was just yesterday. Yes. The prophecy, the vision that I saw was this. I saw, I was standing inside a barn. So I was standing inside a barn right at the doors and the barn doors were open and the Lord was there. He was standing by me, but he was out of sight, very tall. And at that point, when I was in the vision, I knew that the Lord had gotten tired of calling a very frisky and rebellious bull heifer that was in the field. So I know that there is no such thing on earth called a bull heifer. Uh, a cow is a mammal, it's a female, and then the male cow is called a bull. This thing that was in the field was a mixture of a bull, all the male attributes, just like the bull you see on Wall Street, at the same time, it was a heifer. All the attributes of a female, the big udders, you could just liken it to a woman who was very shapely and well-proportioned. And this creature out in the field was had run off. So it had run way off. There was a cornfield and you could see, you could follow the path of how far this bull heifer had gone. It had gone so far out into the field that it had disappeared. And it was almost like a Disney thing because you could see the cow jumping in the field and then it would go back in the grass and leap. It was leaping, it was playing. And before I got there, Jesus had been calling and calling and calling this bull heifer to come back and it would not. And so I was standing there and I, I saw invisible people. So there were invisible people like guards at the edges of the barn doors. And the Lord said to these people without words, shut the doors and never open it for them, for, for that creature to come back in. That's what he said. He said, shut the doors and do not open it for anyone. And what I began to do, believe it or not, is I began to call not to the bull heifer. I began to call to her fleece. And I said, fleece on the bull heifer. You are very small and humble animals. You are so small that you cannot carry yourself around. And this is why you ride on the backs of animals like bulls, heifers, dogs, cats, camels, whatever. I said, you are such a humble animal. And the thing is that you have had a different and a special assignment. Listen to me, church of Jesus Christ. I said, fleas on the back of the bull heifer that is America. You have been on her back for a long time and you have been doing what fleas do. You have been biting her because that is what fleas do. You have been biting her and by your bites, she should have become so uncomfortable that she should have come back to her master for him to pluck you off. The fleas are the righteous. The fleas are you who continue to talk to your family and they mock you and they hate you and they exclude you from Thanksgiving and make you feel like trash because you want to go deeper with Jesus. I said, fleas of America, the time is now. Leap off the back of the bull heifer and make your way back to the barn. I am here as a chief flea and I am calling you to come back because the barn doors will be shut. And I said, fleas of America, you are very small and it may take you a while to get off the back of that animal, to jump off pew, into this big field of corn. And because you're so tiny, you might have a difficult journey back to this barn. But here's the secret fleas. Even if you come back and by the time you come back, you find these gates shut because you are such a small, and a humble animal, I am certain that you can find a crack and enter in. Come back, please. And the Lord didn't say anything. 
He didn't stop me. He didn't say, Celestial, didn't I say that I was closing the barn door? Why are you giving the fleas a second chance? He didn't say anything. He just stood there and I was telling the fleas, it is time to get off the back of that bull heifer. You out there with that boyfriend that has a rock stone heart and you keep sleeping with him because you think if you offer him all the wife benefits, then he's going to marry you. You are willing to continue in sin because you think a sinner is going to make a wife out of you and make it okay. Instead of saying, I am done with this, I'm breaking it off. I'm going back to the barn, flee that I am. Because I know if I go back as a prodigal, he will wash me and receive me. You continue out there in the field with the bull heifer. I'm working on him, you know. He's starting to listen to a few scriptures and he's watched one or two of your videos with me. You are a deceived woman and I know that I'm talking to a ton of you out there. You're pouring out your virtue on the ground, man, by following that woman that continues to roll you in the bed a second and a third time, defiling yourself, son of God and thinking that you will make her a wife if you only keep asking her to do Bible study with you. You need to separate yourself and clean yourself up and come back to the barn. Even if you do it later than this video, barns have cracks and fleas can fit through cracks. You leave the bull heifer out there so she can watch these videos and say, don't you know what you're talking about is judgment for the unrighteous nation? You are the unrighteous nation. You are the nation that God has sent me to tell you your punishment is Revelation 18. And one of the strange things about Revelation 18 is that when the plagues come in one hour, plagues are judgments. The Bible says that all the merchants, all the other nations, that used to trade with Babylon stood afar off. I have consistently been saying it, that when America falls into the hands of Russia and China, there is not a nation on this planet that will lift a hand to fight Russia and China as they will be in the future. Because Russia and China will be used almost the way God used Babylon and the way God used Assyria in the scripture. They will be such an iron fist against this country, that Germany is going to think about it and say, well, you know, we just, we just can't do it. We can't do it. Not a single country. This NATO that people put their trust in, this, this and that, and so and that. I bring the prophecy and then people say, we have guns, we have guns. The government is going to take your guns and if you fight for those guns, they will shoot you. So as God says, this transition is not what you think. It is not what they have told you in your favorite places to go and nibble on the lies and feel good and edified, except that you are fortified, edified by lies because the liars are teaching you and prophesying to you a spiel out of their own corrupt belly and you keep sitting there. And that is because those who eat lies have a matching mirror lie in their heart. They love lies. They have itching ears. And the Lord was telling me, Celestial, do you know the thing about itching ears? An itch is a particular type of discomfort. You can't fix an itch by anything. You can't rub a cream on an itch. You can't, you can't take a pill for an itch. An itch can only be dealt with by a scratch. So people who have itching ears already have a particular spiritual lust for hearing 
only a certain type of doctrine, only a certain type of information. And until they find the one speaking that information, they are never satisfied. They can never be pleased until they are filled with lies from outside. And that is because there is a heavy appetite for lies inside them already that will never be satisfied with truth. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 9 and 10. That scripture says they perished by the lie. That means when they died and their carcasses hit the earth and anyone walks by and say, how did this woman pass away? A bystander can say, a lie killed her. And then you say, why did she die by the lie? The rest of the scripture says, because she loved not the truth, because he loved not the truth. Leave the bull heifer alone and come in because the barn doors are about to be shut.